Psalm 48. Let us go into the teaching this morning. Psalm 48. That's a beautiful scripture that, that, that um, our gentleman David wrote. David is somebody that loves God, showed his love for God, went through a lot of challenges, but at every point in time, God was able to deliver him. Psalm 48, it says, Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. It's a song that we sing. In the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness, beautiful for situations, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion. On the, north side, on the side of the north, the city of the great king, God is known in our palaces for a refuge. For lo, the king were assembled, they passed by together. They saw it and so they marveled, and they were troubled and hasted away. I pray, all those that look at you, they shall be troubled and they walk away. Fear took, opo- fear took hold upon them. Sorry, fear took, opo- well, fear took hold upon them there, and pain as a woman in travel. Thou breakest the ship of Tashish with the wind, with, the, with an east wind. As we have heard, so have we seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever. As we have heard, may God establish concerning you. In the name of Jesus. The good things that we have heard of people, all right? As we have heard, how God joined some people together miraculously. As we have heard that some people who had nothing, God lifted them to something. Bible says that as we have heard, so we have also seen. So shall it be concerning you as well. People will see it in you. In the name of Jesus. We have, we have thoughts of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. According to thy name, O God, so is thy praise unto the end of the earth. Thy right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of your judgment. Walk about Zion and go round about her. Tell her the towers thereof. Or tell the towers thereof. Mark ye well the bulwarks. Consider a palaces that ye may tell it to the generation following. Look at the story that you will tell. For this our God is our God forever. It will be our guide till the end of the earth. It will be our guide unto death. I pray God will be your God even forever. David is someone who went through a lot in life. Who even when God even promised him for him to obtain what God has promised him, he had to go through several battles. Battles at home, battles in life, battles in the workplace. From his own household, he was despised. When finally he found himself in the temple, the king whom he was working for was against him. When it was time for him to even enjoy his throne, guess what? His own children rebelled against him. So he was someone that fought different battles in life. But David was able to write that scripture from his experience. And when he got to the final verse... He said, for this God who had helped me all these years, who made all things happen to all the things that I've said happen to me, for this God is our God, and that God is going to be our God even to the end. David had a confidence that nobody else has seen in the scripture art. David had a confidence so much so that God called him the apple of his eye, the one who is after his heart. See, Church, there are so many things, talking about this during the enterprise month, there are so many things that could make us successful. There are so many ingredients. There's really no formula to success. If there's a formula, A plus B is equal to, come on, all of us will be doing it. 
But you realize that if you read the story of someone who's successful and read the next person who's successful, the story is going to be different. Right? But there are things in the scriptures, there are things all around us that if they are not there, the chances of success is very, very little. One of them is mentorship. Isn't it? One of them is you to have a vision. Another part of it is for you to be creative. And sometime during the month, I'll talk about vision and creativity. Right? You know, all these things are very, very, very crucial in our success journey. But this morning, I want to focus on one simple area that if you miss it, you miss everything. It's called confidence. Because that's the word that God gave it to me yesterday. I had a scripture. I was going to preach on vision and creativity when God gave this to me yesterday. And the question was, how confident are you for what God wants to do next? For the place God wants to take you to, how confident are you? How much do you believe in the fact that God is able to make all grace abound towards you? On what lies your confidence, church? Are you ready for the next big thing? Are you ready to be the next person that's been celebrated? The things that God wants to do with you, how confident are you ready to walk in that? And now seven points I just want to quickly bring to us and then we will go to the next thing I want to do. Number one thing that you need to understand this morning is that the level of your confidence that you have regarding anything that you want to do questions your assurance in that thing. Questions your assurance or your belief or your preparedness for that project. The reason why we don't feel so confident at times is because we're not sure we are ready. We're not sure we are capable. We're not sure that, oh, we are able. It's all about our ability, about our ability, about our ability. Think about it this way. Every one of us, whenever and whatever it is God wants to do, God expects all of us to go together as a church. And I'm talking about everyone in this church. Every one of us this month, whether the devil likes or not, we're going to move from where we are to where we're meant to be. In the name of Jesus, at least a step in the right direction. And it's not for one person, it's for every one of us. Because even the human body I was reading this morning, every part of the human body grows at the same time. Except the ossicles, which is in the air, is already, I don't know the relevance of it, but it's the smallest bone, but it doesn't grow at all. Right? But every part of your body grows. Because if all the parts of your body is growing, then all of us will grow together. Isn't it? That's where we can say that, hey, God has really blessed us as a church. All of us have to grow. But the question is, are you, can you believe, can you accept what God is saying, that, hey, I can make you a nation? When God called Abraham, Abraham was a nobody. Abraham did not have a relationship with God. Abraham actually was from an idol-worshipping nation. The best it could have been would have been the chief of laws. But God called him and said, you know what, I'm going to make something beautiful out of you. Something that has never been seen. Everyone that has walked with God, everyone that has an amazing story with God, had to choose to believe something that is more than what they are. It has never rained before in this world. And God told Noah that, Noah, you know what, you're going to build me an ark because it's going to rain. Mind of men could not comprehend it. Yet Noah was building an ark for a phenomenon that has never happened before. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that the grace to accept, the grace to believe, and the grace to be ready for that which God wants to do in your life, may God give unto you in the name of Jesus. Amen. There are times that God wants to bring God to a relationship. But you know what? Do you know that some of us are actually very, very scared of marriage? 
I said, our confidence is a function of what you know. Listen to this. How much you know about what you think you know. Right? It's a function of who you know and how much you know about them or how much they know you. So in other words, I'm talking about two things. Confidence is a function of knowledge, as it were, and relationship. You can build up confidence by increasing knowledge. I'm not talking about the knowledge of the subject matter. So, for example, at work, look at the mistake that we make. At work, most of us are very knowledgeable about our job, about the day-to-day that we're meant to be doing, but we're not aware about every other thing that's happening around us. It is wisdom for you to actually sit down and look at everybody around you and be knowledgeable, pay attention to what makes them tick, to what they like, how they like things, how they want things to be done. It is being aware of immediate environment. It is called emotional intelligence. Somebody else calls it another field of thought. We call it stakeholders management. Some people will call it office politics. Whatever you choose to call it, you need to be aware. In this month of enterprise, in you building up confidence, the truth is that if I know what makes you weak, sir, I can play around you. Are you with me? If I know what to do to you to make sure that I get the job that I want or I get the position that I want, it's easy for me to play it to you. Because in the workplace, what leads to promotion is not just your knowledge of the subject matter, but also on your political awareness or your social awareness, as it were. That's why at times you realize that, hey, your boss doesn't even know as much as you know. It's irrelevant. But they can make you do much more than they will do. Knowledge is from experience, it's from education, it's from training. And this, this is also the challenge that we have. Sorry, I have to get used to this thing. <laughs> you know, oftentimes, and I'm sorry to say, most of us, if I want to look at the black nation, we have more degrees and more certificates, more than any other nations of the world. But after our universities, oftentimes we don't even know what to do with the certificate. Do you know why that is? We go to school, we go to university to learn about the degree, about the courses. What we always forget is that the best product that you have is you. Are you with me? When you go to school, you are learning to build your confidence about your product, about your best product that is you. If you are not confident in yourself, you don't get anything. Listen, the job that you got is, about, is because of the confidence that you exhibited on the day of the job. It's not about what you said. Are you with me this morning, church? It's not about what you said. It's about the things that, hey, when you are at work, or when you were at the interview, you said the right thing, you know, you related right, you exhibited a kind of confidence. Even when you don't know, you believe that you know, that you knew. And they believe that you knew when you did not even know what to know, what you said you knew. Do you know that you can actually say rubbish? I will believe that. Come on, you said you're rubbish emphatically. <laughs> Often, when you go for interviews, three people will interview you, isn't it? Right? One of them is subject matter, the other two, they don't know Jack. <laughs> so, when they ask you a question about the job and they don't know, it's like my last role, come on, I was the one that was going to set up the department. And the people that were you interviewing, the person that's going to set up the department. That means all of you don't know. 
In fact, they were asking about some standard that I knew that I did not know the standards. And I quoted different numbers on the standard, and they accepted it like that because they didn't know. <laughs> when you go to universities, when you go to do those trainings, as we are doing trainings during this enterprise month, it's not only the skill that you are looking for, or rather, it's not only the knowledge of the world or what is said that's been, that we're looking for, it is more about your confidence that we are talking about. Because without confidence, you're not going to get anything. You're not going to get anything. Confidence is a function of relationship and a function of knowledge. Knowledge based on how self-aware are you? How much awareness do you have about your environment, about the people around you? You need, see, I've been guilty of that in time past. I will get to work. And I, do you know what I found joy in stupidity. I will tell you, I will get to work. I love my job. I will sit at my desk. There were 28 of us in the same room, and I don't talk to anybody. I thought I was smart. I thought I was smart. Only for me to know that, oh, they would have done everything and I was just doing catch up because uh, when they were talking about it, I was not there. And I felt so outside the department. And I felt everybody was against me. They were not against me, I was against myself. That's the reality of it, church. So your biggest skill, your biggest product is you. If you don't believe in your product, why should somebody believe in your product? If you don't believe in you, why should somebody believe in it? If you don't believe that you are better than everybody coming for that interview, why should anybody, someone will say that, oh, pastor, but that is pride. No, it isn't. It's because even the Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. When the Bible was talking about all these things, God is also trying to pump us up to know who we are in him. It says that you are gods and children of the Most High. But if care is not taking people with that like natural men, you are better, bigger than anybody out there. Not because of all your own ability alone, but because of God that resides in you. Scripture says you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. So if you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things, that means any other person does not know Jack. Jesus Christ was speaking. He said, hey, you should not be careful when they bring you before kings. Don't worry about that. At that time, the Holy Spirit is going to fill you up. Those are the things that we need to really, really believe if truly we are believers. Except if we believe part of the Bible and we don't believe part of the Bible. Yes, we believe that Jesus Christ rose up, but we don't believe that all those words are also for us. The scripture that God has given to us this morning, Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, is the fact that, hey, you should not be afraid. Get on with it. I'm going to be with you. So what is the fear that is holding you back? God is going to be with you. That's what he says. Do not be dismayed. When God was telling Jeremiah, he says, hey, do not be dismayed by their faces because if you, if you are dismayed by their faces, I will dismay you before them. That means how people are going to treat you is, the factual, is, the, is dependent on how you allow them to treat you. If you allow people to mess you up, you're going to, God is going to allow them to mess you up. But you have to be confident. You have to be strong in your belief this morning, church. For us to be where we are meant to be. I said it's a function of relationships as well. Because your relationship defines your support structure. It defines the help that you get when you are not able to help yourself. Isn't it? So, I can apply to Barclays Bank, right? Based on my own ability. And my confidence will surely grow, regardless of what I know and what I don't know. If 
the MD of Barclays brand, or if the CEO of Barclays is my closest friend. Isn't it? The connections you have in, as a way of increasing your values. Confidence determines what the, the value people are going to place on you. The way people are going to relate with you, your confidence determines it. I used to have a friend. There's a name we'll call him. I don't want to call him that name in your presence. It's not a vulgar name. It's just a name that will make you laugh. That guy, oh, Lord, my God. That guy used to tell us every, about every country in the world, yet he has never stepped on the plane before. You know, you know those people that you know that no the guy is not lying, but he's so confident in the things that he said that we don't even know whether it's true or not. If he had told us that Buckingham Palace was in Buckingham, <laughs> we would have believed. There's a guy too when we're in second university, we call him Motto Midas because, oh Lord my God, it appears that I don't know whether it's true. But it appears that that guy knows everything about cars. Everything. You know, talk about this guy, we tell you the horsepower, the ah. We just be looking at him, wow, how come this guy knew so much? Even if he does not know, we believe that he knew. Are, are you with me in church? You know, we said it depends on, we can, I can have a relationship with the Barclays chairman, right, and have a confidence that no matter what, if, if Joshua applies for a job there, I'll just talk to my friend, it's going to happen. But there's a relationship that's also greater than any. I used to be in church. And that's the relationship that you and I can boast of. But guess what? We don't take advantage of that relationship at all. It's a relationship that's as sure as anything. It's a relationship that is true, more true than even your name. It's a relationship that when you find confidence in, it gives you grace to receive help every time. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 to 36. It says, therefore do not throw away your confidence, which has a great reward for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive that which is promised. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, Bible says that you come boldly before the throne of grace. And that scripture says you come confidently before God. If you find confidence in your relationship with God, Bible says that you will receive help when you have need. The reason why at times we don't get help when we have need is because we run after people rather than run after God. That scripture says that when we come to God, when you are confident, when you come to God with the boldness that he is able to do that which he promised, that we get grace to help in time of trouble. I pray that this month, such grace will be released unto you in the name of Jesus. I pray that that confidence will come from nowhere this month in the name of Jesus. Look at the spies that went out to spy for Moses. They didn't, when they got there, it wasn't like the issues were not there. The issues were there. There were giants in the land. But some believed in their relationship with God over what they seen. And God gave them what they wanted. Isn't it church? Look at David. In the story of David and the Goliath. Second, first, first Samuel chapter 17, verse 47. This is David capitalizing or bringing into play the things that is done with God. You know, those times that God was, were doing little, little things with you. 
you know, all those common testimonies that we hear in church. David brought all those things to remembrance. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, David said to this Philistine, You come against me with sword and spears and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day the Lord will deliver you to my hands, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. Oh, come on. That's somebody that's confident in God. So when we're reading that psalm, David is the one that's qualified to talk about that psalm. Look at a small boy faced with the giants with only a few stones, five stones, and a sling against somebody who has javelin, spears, and bow. And he said, you know what? I don't care what you're holding, but I'm coming against you in the name of the Lord. Church, 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 church. I'm begging you by the mercy of God and every fiber within me. Find confidence in your God this month. Stop leaning on your own ability. The best your ability can do for you is where you are today. Are you with me? You want a bit much more? Then you need to call your confidence on God into play. Our God is not unfaithful. That, see, that scripture says, the, the Hebrews chapter 10 that we read, it says you should not throw away your confidence. Listen, if you allow the devil to steal your confidence in God away, he will take your property. The only thing that you have in God that is sure is how much your confidence is a function of your belief. How much do you really believe this God? Another thing that we need to understand is that our confidence, right, reveals our faith in God. If truly you have, if you, if truly you have faith in God, you should be confident of the things that God is going to do. And you know that faith and fear is not the same. They can't be in the same boats. Right? Listen, listen, church. If there's doubt in your heart, if you're timid about anything, if there's fear, if there's anxiety, your confidence is low. Because all those things are anti-faith. And they are anti-confidence. So you need this morning to trust God that God let all these things that is holding me back go. I really want to have faith in you. Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if you don't have confidence in the things that God can do with us this month, if you don't have confidence in the things that God is going to do with you this month, if you don't have the confidence in the things that God is able to do with you this month, and you keep relying on what you are able to do or what you cannot do, you keep allowing the devil to speak to your mind about what you cannot do, how Sister Jack failed the last time he tried it, how Brother, um, brother Evelyn asked to do something else to get whatever they wanted. If you allow the devil, you know, I say it's worry or worrying is fellowshipping with the devil. The devil will tell you something. Oh, do you really, you can think, you can do that? Yeah, can I really do that? I'm not sure I can do that. So I can't do that. You keep talking, having a fellowship with the devil, a dialogue with the devil. But rather than bringing to remembrance like David did, the great things that God can do for you. And we know, and we said it before in this church, and we said it severally, Thanksgiving, church, Thanksgiving is the greatest expression of faith. Because you're not thanking God for the things that he has done. You're thanking him for the things you're trusting him to do. 
So when you are thanking God, please, it's not just to dance out. It's not just, oh, it's Thanksgiving Day, we have to dance. No, 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 no. You have to offer God a genuine thanks, you know. You have to offer him thanks in faith that, God, I'm in this month of June, I'm going to get the best of this month of June, not because of my ability, but, hey, God, I have confidence in you that you're going to see me through. Do I get an amen? amen? That's what Thanksgiving is. And great life connections, I beseech you by the blessings of God, please be confident in God. I wrote in my note, I said, we are not a nobody. This church is not a nobody's church. We are called a people of God. We are called the light of God. Everywhere light gets to, it takes territory. Everywhere light gets to, it takes dominion wherever it gets to. Everywhere light is, it expresses itself. That's what this month we have to do, this month, church. We are not a mediocre church. Our numbers might not be big yet, but we can see millions. It's not based on how much you earn, but how much God wants to do. Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. They and all that dwell in it. So it doesn't matter what you have, the earth is still the Lord's. I said that we don't do standards, we create standards. Others follow us. That's great life connections, church. That is the confidence that you and I need to have this month. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 5. It appears that a pastor is boasting. No, 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 no. I'm boasting in the Lord this morning. My confidence is in the Lord. 2 Corinthians 3, 5. It says, not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as, from, as coming from us. But our sufficiency is of God. Church, our sufficiency this morning is of God. Because Philippians chapter 4 verse 13 says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Church, you can do everything. I don't want to hear of your weakness again because you can do all things. I don't want to hear that you don't know because you have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 to 36, we read it. Joshua chapter 1, verse 9, it says, Have I not commanded you? It's a command to us this morning. Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened and do not be dismayed. Your, the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I pray for you this morning, church. God is going to be with you wherever it is that you go to. I said God will be with you wherever it is that you go to. Whatever you do, God is going to be with you. Whatever you lay your hands on, God will go with you. Whatever door you knock, God will be with you. Whatever thing that you desire, God will go with you. 1 John chapter 5, 14 to 15. 1 John chapter 5, 14 to 15. Let me project it. 1 John chapter 5, 14 to 15. I'm rounding up. 1 John chapter 5, 14 to 15. And we're going to take a prayer point while seated. While you are seated. You're going to lay all your burdens, all your projects, everything that you're trusting in God for. You're going to lay it before God because that scripture is a scripture that you hold on to with the prayers that you're making this morning. It says, and this is the confidence we have in approaching God. Every time you're approaching God, this is the confidence you have to have. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we will have what we ask of him. Who believes this scripture? It is not because of what you've done. It's not because of who you are. It's because of Jesus has spoken. That is the word of Christ. It says, 
this is the confidence we have whenever you are approaching God. That if we ask anything in his name, we know that he hears us. Go ahead this morning, church. I need you to talk to God. Bible says, commit your ways unto the Lord and he will direct your path. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and he will grant unto you your, desire, your heart desires. This morning, lay all your projects. Lay all your enterprise. In fact, lay your ideas, those little thoughts, those desires of yours. Why not lay them before God this morning and say, God, I know that you're able to grant me the, 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 these things. Please talk to God. Let him hear you this morning. Let him hear you this morning. Talk to God, church. And while we're talking to God, keep, sorry, just bow down your head and keep talking to God. Just bow down your head and keep talking to God. And while we're doing that, if you do not have a relationship with God, this scripture is not going to work for you. have a relationship with God, that scripture will not work for you. Everything that we've said, you should only just rely on yourself for confidence. But if this morning you want to give your life to Jesus, you want to have a relationship with him, I can assure you I'm not going to call you out. I don't want you to feel embarrassed. I want you to make, as, I want to make it as easy as possible for you to accept Jesus this morning. So you want to accept Jesus into your life. You want him to be your Lord and Savior. Just raise up your hand and pull it down back. Just for me to see and also for everyone to know that you are giving your life to him. You want to give your life to Jesus, raise it up and pull it back down. Then you can be sure that you have a relationship with him and I'll pray for you from where I am. Come on, if you want to accept Jesus, lift up your hands and pull it back down. God bless you, my sister. Any other person you want to accept Jesus into your life, you want to say, Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. I want a relationship with you. I want my confidence to be in you this morning. I want you to be my help, truly. Just raise up your hand and pull it back down. While every other person is praying, my sister, can you pray for yourself? And say, Lord, please forgive me of my sins. Have mercy on me. Cleanse me, wash me clean by your blood again. Write my name in your, life, in your, in your book. Let me be your son, let me be your daughter again in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and talk to God this morning. Church, please pray this morning. You know, if you bring zero before God and I pray on it, it's zero multiplied by my prayer is still zero. But whatever it is that you pray about this morning, come on, we can, argue, we can agree together and make the grace of God manifest on it together. And then we can get the result of what we want. Please bring something to before God this morning. You know, there are some marriages where with even we are losing our confidence in the marriage. Why not bring it before God? There are times our hope is gone fully. Why not bring it before God? Those hopeless situations, why not bring it before God this day? Father Lord, we bring your word back unto you. Your word says that for this God is our God and it will be our God 
even unto death. Lord, our confidence is in you. And our confidence is in your word that, oh God, when we approach you, you're able to grant us everything that we ask of. Our confidence is in your word that never fails, that says, that open your mouth wide and I'll fill it up. Our confidence is in your word that says that your word, not the least of your word, will fall to the ground. Our confidence in your word, O oh God, that says every word that is spoken will fulfill the purpose for which you have you, you, you declared them. Father, Lord, I lay every request before you this morning and I ask in the name of Jesus that, Father, you grant them. Come on, can I get a better amen? amen. That, Father, as we go into this month of June, let this month be marked with success for us. Grant unto each and everyone in this place and everyone associated with us good success this month. Let the news that we hear be good news. Let the results that we get be good results. In the name of Jesus. Let the return that we get be good returns. In the name of Jesus. Let the return from our labor be good. In the name of Jesus. Let the return from our investment be good in the name of Jesus. Let the return concerning our children be good in the name of Jesus. The return from our families, let them be good in the name of Jesus. Lord, let all our hopes come back good in the name of Jesus. Lord, where hope is failed, where it appears that, hey, we've lost it. Lord, we ask, oh God, that this month, let it be a month of recompense in the name of Jesus. Let it be a month of reward. In the name of Jesus. Lord, reward every good thing, oh God, concerning every member of this church. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray, oh God, especially for everyone in attendance today, that Lord, next month, this same time, when we're giving thanks unto you, let them testify of your goodness in the name of Jesus. Lift somebody out of the miracle onto a rock to stand. Lift somebody out of the mess they are in, oh God, onto an exalted position. Lift somebody out of that backward state, oh God, into limelight. In the name of Jesus. That person that is tied down, oh God, Lord, I pray that freedom comes. In the name of Jesus. That person that is held down, I pray that freedom comes. That person in the pit of life, I pray that deliverance comes. In the name of Jesus. That person that is dependent on others, I pray your release is here in the name of Jesus. That person, oh God, whose livelihood depends on others, I pray in the name of Jesus that you will support nations in the name of Jesus. That person that appears that finances is short, Lord, I pray, oh God, let them also start to lend to nations in the name of Jesus. That challenge that you are facing at work, I pray in the name of Jesus. Let it turn out for your testimonies. In the name of Jesus. Where you had been persecuted, I pray in the name of Jesus. Let it be a time of reward for you. Let them recognize your efforts. That Lord, the same way that Mordecai was rewarded and, and, and the other gentleman was was debased. I pray everyone that stands against you, let them be debased. Every of our adversaries, oh God, let them fall for your sake in the name of Jesus. I pray for you this month, oh God, you will not be forgotten in the name of Jesus. In fact, I pray for remembrance. 
Malachi chapter 3 verse 16 says that when those who fear the Lord commune together, that a book of remembrance is open unto the Lord. I pray that because you have fellowship with us tonight, this morning, I pray for you that God will open the book of remembrance concerning you, that every good thing that you have done concerning God, that this month God will reward you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. God will send you help. He will make his grace abound towards you. Thank you, Almighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. In Jesus' mighty name we pray.